Welcome to Geek Therapy, where we celebrate geek, t- uh, where we celebrate mental health and geek culture. This is the the new and improved Geek Therapy, or the new and improving Geek Therapy. I am Oswald Cardona with Lara Taylor. Lara, things are happening. Things are changing. Things are happening. Things are changing. You say that all the time. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and then sometimes they change, and then sometimes is more of the same. Thank you for, as always, for keeping me honest. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. So, so I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I, I always, I think I always say that too. That I'm hoping, within the next few weeks, we will, we will have some upgrades and we will have some changes. I'm very excited about it, and th- I'm actually going to try to line them up with. This, this is only going to matter to people who use the the Apple Podcast app on the uh, on iPhone, but there's going to be a lot of changes on on the podcast platform, including like when you go into the app, you'll see different seasons. So. I'm actually going to make this whole year that you and I have been recording together. I'm going to make the season, season. two, right? <laughs> and then we're going to start season three with a slightly different format. And and I want I'm going to try to launch all that at the same time that Apple does it because then other people will adopt it and it'll it'll make sense. So because I'm proud of everything that we've done in the past, and and that first year is rough, but there's a lot of good stuff there. Like the first season, the uh, first couple of years, where it was just me. But it's it's rough, you know. So like, if somebody really wants to go back to season one, they can go, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it'll still be there. There's some good stuff in there's there. Some stuff. There's some good yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm proud of all of it, and it got us started. But still, um. So yeah. So lots of uh good stuff coming. But we are so we're in summer, and it's time to to catch up on stuff. And I'm so so glad. That you're finally <laughs> catching up on Supergirl <laughs> after for so I'm many all episodes. I'm caught up on Supergirl. Oh. All caught up. I am ready for the next season. So I'm so excited. What is it? Was it as good as I said it was? Oh, it's even better than you said it was. <laughs> it's like it is probably my favorite show on television right now. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm so happy to hear you say that because I kept trying to convince you and you wouldn't. Oh. Well, I uh, it wasn't it wasn't a matter of convincing. It was a matter of convincing my wife to be able to sit down and watch it with me because she would be so mad if I watched it without her. Uh, but we watched it and got all caught up, binge watched it like as much as we could with having to work full time jobs, <laughs> and we're good to go now. Oh, it's so good. I never finished the season, so I still have three episodes left. I'm I know. Now I am the one telling you hurry up. I know. Hurry I know, up. I know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I was just I was just watching the Avengers. Uh not the Avengers, mm-hmm. the Defenders today, Whoa. which is the new Whoa. the new Netflix series. It started this morning, had a few things to do, and then immediately binge watched the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. I I really like these characters, so I'm really enjoying uh the show. I don't want to get back I don't want to get into it again, but I really liked Iron Fist, and and this is picking up right after that, so it's good. I'm liking it. See, I'm I'm way behind on all of that. So on all of the I was glad shows? to at least get on. I am two episodes into Jessica Jones, which means I still have Luke Cage, one season of Daredevil, and Iron Fist before I can get into the Defenders. Ay ay ay! But I got caught up on Supergirl. You did. You did. You did. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So what what else um, have you been catching up on? Um, right now, working my way through season what is it five of Orange Is the New Black. 
Um, but I'm not caught up yet. I am behind on that. Oh, you caught up on Game of Thrones, right? Yes, finally. Oh. Oh. No spoilers for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so tough. I think I think I've just there's some shows that I'm gonna. It's that's gonna be the line. Like if you're my friend, you have to watch the show. Otherwise, we're just not friends anymore. You got to be caught up because Sunday night, Monday morning, I need to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it caught up. Oh, it's so good. Only two episodes left. Oh. Yeah. I know. That makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't realized it's a short season. And I was like, oh, I got five. No, I only have two episodes left. Yeah. That's sad. HBO, why got to you do that to me? Okay. So so Game of Thrones is one of those shows where I don't, I've never really had a lot of mental health stuff to say about it. Has, mm-hmm. has anything really come to your mind um, about it? Or, or things I mean, are... I did write it. I did write a chapter in the the Game of Thrones psychology book that uh, Travis Langley edits, and I had a lot to say about uh, post traumatic growth um, and and resilience. Um, For which characters specifically? Uh, Daenerys. Gotcha. Because she's she's the awesomest. Um, it's so funny, and I'm better knock on wood um, because everyone was like all your favorite characters die and all that. Um, and my wife's brother was like taking a dump all over game of Thrones. Like, well, this show's only good if you know, you, you want all your favorite characters to die and there's gaping plot holes and whatever. So I was like, Hmm, at least my favorite characters aren't dead yet. (laughs) And then that means they're going to die. I think so. I think a lot more people are going to die before it's over. A lot more. I know. And there's only, like, what, eight episodes total left? Actually, by the time this airs, right? Mm-hmm. By the time people are listening to this, there will only be seven episodes left. Yeah. Yeah. And one this season. Ugh. Man, this has been a good ride. I keep trying. I'm convincing my mom to do it. There's... <laughs> my, my step. So 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 it's funny because you um, and and a lot of people have this uh, dilemma at home. I do too sometimes, right? Or it's like I want to watch the show, but we have a significant other and we can't watch it without mm-hmm. them. So right. my stepdad wants to watch Game of Thrones, but he so he's like, no, no, wait for me, wait for me. So he has a trip coming up. He's going to be gone for like a week. My mom said the moment he leaves. We're binge watching Game of Thrones. I don't care. Because <laughs> I think that she just realizes that if she gets far enough, you know, far into the series before he comes back, like he just can't catch up. So it's like, oh, well, fine. Just keep watching it without me. So, so I'm really looking forward to that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, an episode finishes and I, I, I go to her and I'm like, this is, this is the greatest show ever made. Oh. I, I don't know about that. It's really good. It's not Supergirl. But I think it's Supergirl. It's not Supergirl. <laughs> oh. But I was into Game of Thrones back before it was even optioned for television. Like I read the books. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were that cool. I am. A, I am a Game of Thrones hipster. <laughs> Just saying. Um. But I remember being really excited about it when my friend had told me, like, he forced me to read it. He was he handed me a book and he was like, you need to read this. And I was like, I don't want to read this. It's really big. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Um, Did you read all five I books? I got into... Uh, this is when there were only three or four out. But have you read all... There's five of them I've total, read them all, right? yeah. 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 I've read all five that are out now. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to feel about Game of Thrones, like, getting to the point where the there was no book material to go through. I was mm-hmm. like, I have no... Like, I have no, like backup plan like i can't read the book and be like i already know what's gonna happen i know who's gonna die well if you if you watch the feature <laughs> if you watch the featurettes right after the the, the episodes there mm-hmm. the uh, last week's the the showrunners made more than one comment that made me think they're they are making this up now like it, mm-hmm. it, they're not pulling from the source material no they're not so but, but like, <laughs> like i know they have the broad strokes but they were like, yeah, we decided to have this character go here and do this. I'm like, whoa, whoa. So you just – you made that whole thing up for the show. So the books are going to be really different unless Unless it copies, affects – Yeah, unless he copies yeah. the show. <laughs> unless he's like, oh, that's a great idea. It's way better than okay. what I had. <laughs> no. Can you imagine he's just going to – if he just George Lucas's all the old books and retcons them into like special editions that are more like the show? <laughs> oh no. No, 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 no. I like that they're I like that they're different enough. Yeah. Yeah. That it's worth it to read and watch them. Yep. There's nothing that I'm angry about that they've put in the show that's not in the books um that I can think of. Yeah. I th- I think there are some times where I'll read a book and be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." <laughs> What is that about? But I think they've been really good at staying true to the characters for the most part. Um, and if they don't, um, it it's a good jumping off point for that character in the show who's going through something different. So it's it's good. It's good. Both read the books. Yeah, I, they're they're totally worth yeah going through. Yeah, I only read the first one, and I'm looking forward to when the series is done to go back and read all the books. Read all of them. Yeah. 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 To have a different experience. And it is helpful for people who's, who are forgetful. There are like appendices at the end that give you a list of every character and what house they're in and a little bit of their history and who they're connected to. So yeah. it helps you remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you know, one of the one of the changes, or I don't know if that's so much of a change, but it's something that I want to embrace on the show in the future, is that... Like we, we we're talking about mental health, but we're talking about mental health within the context of the things that we know and we love. So, mm-hmm. so it's not going to be m- mostly mental health, right? And I don't think it is ever mm-hmm. really, right? Um, but I'm I'm happy with that. Like I want to, I don't want to shoehorn in um, mental health talk just for the sake of it necessarily. I want it to be like insights that we have, right? Or, 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 or You want it to be like real and, and fluid. Yeah. Like, oh, we're talking about this and this came up when I was talking about it rather than kind of forcing it. Yeah. 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 So like this, I, I want this to be the kind of show where we can say like, oh, you know, like we should talk about post-traumatic growth and resilience in, in, in Game of Thrones because it's either a good or a bad example, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and yeah. like that doesn't really happen on other shows or at least not people who like maybe know what they're talking about. So, so I was thinking about like what percentage, you know, there might be of just like straight up geek culture, 
talking, you know, just like among friends and then versus like a more insightful discussion. And like, I don't want to, I don't think there's any other way to control that, especially when like you may interpret things in a different way and, and you have your own um, opinions about what happened or, or how useful it might be or how well it was represented. It's mostly like having conversations mm-hmm. about that. So, which is, which is why I'm so happy that you finally saw Supergirl <laughs> because yes. it was, because, because I was enjoying it so much. And this is the problem, right? Like it was months ago. This is why we should have a library mm-hmm. where we can write these things down. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the episodes were, were, that kind of affected me the most were especially like, and the ones I wanted your opinion on were the ones where Alex was coming out and kind of her having that relationship at first and, and how all that was happening. So now that you've seen all that, mm-hmm. how do you think it went? I cried so much. <laughs> um, like, did they and do a obviously job? everybody has a different coming out experience. Even on the show, you, you find out that her and Maggie have very different coming out experiences. Um, I think, it, but it was real and it was honest and at least it was one way that it can go. And I think in her coming out experience, because she has to come out to herself, she has to come out to Kara, she has to come out to her parents. Um, and she got like all of all of the experiences you can with a mostly positive experience. Um, like she was worried that because Kara wasn't the exactly the most uh, supportive at first. Um, she wasn't like, I hate you, Alex. You're horrible. Get out of here, you queer. That kind of thing. But it wasn't warm and fuzzy. And then later, Kara realizes like that isn't how it should be. And I'm, I'm proud of her. She was confused about it. And so that's one way it can go. Yeah. And I really appreciated them showing that. And also showing the warm, fuzzy, like, of course I love you kind of thing. Um, and the mom, I that was, she also got with her mom. It's like, of course you are. Like, why wouldn't you say anything to me? Um, and one of those, like, you know, the, the moments where the, the parent knows before the kid does kind of thing. Um, and then with Maggie, you get the... Well, she lies and says how it is, and then later you find out um, that it didn't go well, and she left home or got kicked out, and um, so she had the more negative experience. Um, but their relationship forming was pretty spot on, um, and I don't know. There are there are phenomena in the lesbian community where, like, you know veteran lesbians who've been out for a long time like Maggie don't want to take on the little baby dykes that like just came out and usually like they said those relationships don't last and it's very like I don't have time to teach you all this that's a phenomenon it's not true for everybody um but it is a thing and I'm glad that they were able to throw that in there and represent it in a way that was that was positive and every scene the two of them have I just like melt. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. Um, and the way that all of her friends are figuring it out about her too. Yeah. Um, it, it's been great. I'm I'm so excited for the next season. And at every episode that passes, I'm like, man, like 
Kara is perfect. Like she's just so mm-hmm. good. <laughs> well, and even like and and perfect. Like she's very real. Like she's not like perfect. Like she does nothing wrong because she does a lot of things wrong. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. But she. What's the thing that like she's, she's just so like she's so good and well intentioned and like. Every time I see her bright little face and she's like, I'm going to go kick some ass today. And it's so cute. Um, well, that's the thing, and right? It's I like, like having that in this in the DC universe. Yeah. I like having that. Yeah, she's so positive. Everything's been so dark and yeah. She's, oh. she's positive. She's like bubbly sometimes, but she's also like extremely assertive and strong. Like you believe her in every single um, form of her. Every single emotion is a believable one. Um, I think I I, re- my, I really like her in in that role. I think my favorite um, my f- my favorite line recently has been um, where she was upset about something and Alice Alex asks asks her um, what's wrong. She's like nothing's wrong. How did you know? Crinkle and points to her forehead and like taps her forehead. She's like ah oh, crinkle. <laughs> um, so uh, my wife and I do that to each other now. Ah. If, if we like point at each other and say, crinkle, what's wrong? And it's it's cute. Um, and it's a cute way of checking it about how we're doing if we had a bad day. Um, but yeah, she's adorable. And all the characters on the show yeah. are great. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, I'm, I'm really enjoying Monel. Uh, Monel's fish out of water stuff. Oh, it's so funny because most people hate him. <laughs> I didn't like him at first, and then like he keeps growing on me. But again, that fish out of water stuff. I understand his purpose on the show. Like he keeps, I mean, he keeps. Kara's there and has been on Earth, and she gets it. And so his role there is to question everything, um, and kind of make those comedic moments. And I laugh. He's funny. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, for me, for someone who's read Monel in the comics, it's so weird to have him to see this version. It's kind of like the like this Maggie Sawyer is very different from the Maggie Sawyer that we know from the comic books. Yeah, yeah. This is more like a, Rene, a Rem, why can't I speak today? Renee Montoya. Yeah. My wife saw her and was like, "You can't change out lesbians. We're not interchangeable. Damn it." <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, we're we're not. Okay. We're not okay. interchangeable. Okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. But I am I am enjoying this this Maggie. I think the actress who plays her is doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that make me cringe so hard on this show that it's a it's a testament to to how much I like the other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like overall, I have a very good like like when um when when the the real Han Kangshaw shows up, mm-hmm. he's like, "What are you?" He's like, "I'm Cyborg, Cyborg Superman. Superman. Get out of here! Who said? Who thought that was a good idea? Like, how come nobody at DC vetoed that? <laughs> 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 Who's in charge? <laughs> oh man! But overall, it's really good, man. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to milk this conversation because. For so long, you just wouldn't uh, engage. I just wouldn't talk about I it. Know. No, I know because I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. I know. But <clears throat> I think, <clears throat> as I have to clear my throat, 
I think my favorite episode, you actually caught up and watched that one. I did. I did, yep. Episode 19. Um, and there's so much material. I don't even know the name of the episode. It's just called Alex. Um, okay, yeah. Which is perfect. Like, there's so much material in there about how to find your new place in a relationship, in a family, when you have defined yourself as being this person's sister and you've been their support. And now there's this other person, which in this case is, is Maggie. And so they're butting heads all the time, but they're realizing how to work together to try and save Alex. Um, and just, it was great to watch Kara screw up and, and um, realize she had made a mistake uh, but be that like the whole time I was like, she's kind of being a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was believable and it wasn't like, it wasn't her being out of character, um, which I've seen in other movies and shows. Um, and just her and Maggie trying to going back and forth. And then the, the best scene is when Alex gets saved and cars holding her, uh, hand and like leaning over her and then Maggie's holding her head and like they're together and, and they're all happy um, that she's okay and I think I cried so hard in that scene and I, I, I say it over and over again I'm not that much of a crier but this show has been like happy tears <laughs> all the way um, and it's happy it, it's great to see that kind of relationship on TV and I think they've done a great job of showing a, a coming out story and a, a budding relationship, but also not overly doing the, hey, guys, guess what? They're gay. They're gay. Did you get it, guys? They're gay. Like, And, and just making it about that and making it more about the relationship and, and a real relationship and that it's like any other relationship. Um, so... I appreciate them for that. <laughs> yeah, that's the last one I saw. I, I wanted to catch up to that because you told me it was so good. And yeah, everything you said about it is is great. I also liked, like separate from the, the personal stuff, just the the viewing, like the super heroics, like questioning Supergirl about what she's doing and how she's doing it. I like, mm-hmm. I like those discussions of responsibility. And... Like, you just show up and do this. You should stick to fighting aliens instead of fighting everyday criminals. Let me do my job. Or, like, I, um, I almost had it, and then you punched the hole through the roof. And, yeah, you saved everybody, but maybe that's not the only way. Maybe there's a better way. But also the effect and that... And we if- have to release all these guys because they get hurt. And that's excessive force. <laughs> and also the the effect that it has on the on the cops, right? It's... Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I, I like those stories where it's like, hey, these superheroes are either taking our jobs or they are making our lives more difficult or easier. I don't know. It's a. Yeah. I, I, I like that kind of on the ground, you know, um, level of, of stuff, of stories. I know you really liked Powerless and it I got liked, canceled. I liked powerless. <laughs> it's so sad. I know, I know. And originally when when the when the show was originally pitched, I I believe it was that they were going to be like the cast was was representing an insurance company that came That's in That's what I heard. Yeah, that came in to fill out claims from 
stuff that superheroes did essentially right so in this case of supergirl right it's like well that company or that or the owner of that building would have to file some sort of claim to seal that hole that supergirl punched punched in the hole in the room instead of natural disaster superhero disaster exactly exactly (laughs) and and really the show wasn't that the show it eventually turned into something else but i still liked it because it was you got to see how regular people lived in that world and how Mm -hmm. They either had a role to play or how it affected their lives. I loved how jaded everybody was about how <laughs> stuff was just breaking and falling all the time. And, oh, there's another superhero villain attack. Like, you probably stay in a little longer. It's like, like, like the way we wait for traffic to die down. They're like, ugh, right. superheroes are fighting outside. We should probably wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that stuff. I like that stuff a lot. Well, um, I just played. Uh, you better hurry up! And, you better hurry up and finish Supergirl. I will. I, so will, that I will. We can have a discussion about who you think. Don't say anything. The don't say anything. Villain for next season will be. Don't say anything. That's all I'll okay. say. Okay. Don't say anything. Um, yeah, I've got three episodes. <laughs> I'll watch them by the by by the by the next episode. And so I've been playing. I've been playing a couple games. Um, we've been playing a little bit of Splatoon together, and. But other than that, I've been playing. So I played one game called the What Remains of Edith Finch. Oh, that's on my list of things I want. Yeah, so I'm gonna do a full episode of that on on headshots on the next headshots, and so that would be this week. Yeah, and whoa, that game. Oh man, I've so the game is about is this this girl Edith Finch who is traveling to her the home where she grew up essentially and where her, a lot of her family mm-hmm. lived but everybody in her family has died a tragic death and she's discovering what those deaths were by and then you're essentially reliving them all of them that's what the game is <laughs> i mean my is about the the experience of having to do that not that the game is bad because of it i think it's important and I've heard it's really good, but I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go home and experience my whole family's tragic deaths. Yeah. So like, well, so while she <laughs> while she's reading them, you are playing through them, and okay. and so you're she's learning through your, you know, through your through your playthrough, and mm-hmm. man, I have yeah, I have some feelings and some thoughts about it. So if you're interested in hearing about that, uh, check out Headshots this week. But yeah, I mean, and and I actually I highly recommend this game. But th- there's a there's a slight discomfort, right? Like that, ugh, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And just going through it, and then uh, you played Gone Home, right? Yes, so, I have. So th- for most of that game, I was so afraid because I thought it was like a horror game or something like that, right? And, and right. Spoilers and for I Gone Home. It's I'd... not. <laughs> it is not at it's all. It's not a horror game. Uh, but that whole time, yeah, I'm like, oh, something's going to jump out at me. Ah, what? Ah. And then I realized, you know, all you can do is click on things. There's no fight button. Mm, so if something jumps out at me, that's the way the story is going to go and you're going to die. And that's the game. Yeah. And I stayed it's away not from like something I did wrong or anything. Yeah. So. And I stayed away from it for a while because I thought it was <laughs> scary, but it and it was scary to me at first, but then honestly, it was like it was a dark house. I could have gone through, turned on every light, and then just started playing, 
because you could mm-hmm. do that. The game gives you that option. Anyway, it's like it's that feeling of when you start and you're like, oh, what is this? Because like the house is kind of creepy and it's weird. And the house in Edith, in, in Edith Finch is really weird and and kind of whimsical, but but in a I'm not going to say it's in a bad way. It is in a good way, but also in an uncomfortable way. In a very uncomfortable okay. way, yeah. But again, just just a game that deals with death is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever played a game like that where it was, and and actually, so so for that game, I'm, I'm playing a few other. I mean, for that episode, I'm I'm playing a few other games that it's kind of reminded me of. But this idea of playing, playing through death, I think there's something there, right? I think. Yeah, there's plenty of games that deal like they don't deal with death. There's death in a lot of video games, and it's like, oh, that person died. Oh well. And it's part of gaming, um, right? You're like, oh, I died a lot. Yeah, oh, I died again. Yeah. Nope, oh, I keep dying. I can't beat this thing. I died. I died. But this is very different because it actually deals with the actual. Yeah. Feelings and and thoughts that have to do with death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a it's I think it's a really special game, and it's made by the same people that made the Unfinished Swan. If you ever played that, it's a really I started playing that it's one. It's a really good a game while too. Back. Really yeah. special, really different game. Um, and I've been playing another game, and this one I'm going to do a whole other episode of Headshots on it. Also, it's called Hellblade. Oh, you actually bought it? I did, I did, <laughs> and and it is really uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable. Oh man, yeah. I need to. I need to really talk to someone about that game. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, because so I don't. I play games for fun. I don't usually play games for like oh, you know, I, I want to feel uncomfortable. I want to get scared. Like I don't. I don't play games for that reason. You don't. No, but th- you don't want to play Resident Evil VR. No, I. Oh, so, <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, I can't. I I feel like I would suck. I want to do it for science. I would freeze. I want to do it for science, but for science, yeah, but not for fun. <laughs> not for fun. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm there's like this meta fear there, right? It's like I'm afraid of being afraid. So I should probably play some horror games. Um, still, like I remember, like I get I get really really anxious playing any first person shooter. Mm-hmm. And if something jumps up, uh, jumps out at me, I get feel really uncomfortable. And sounds in games like they make me feel uncomfortable. If there's like gunshots around me or loud noises, and I I need to tone it down. So anyway, so I'm playing this game, and it recommends that you play it with headphones on. And oh great! And so the thing is, she's got symptoms of schizophrenia. She hears voices, so you hear voices. And this is and that's why they want you to wear the headphones. Yeah, yeah. So from the very beginning of the game, you have multiple voices that are talking to you and they're also like they some of them are encouraging you and some of them are essentially like insulting you and telling you to either turn around or that you did something wrong or and it's it's really uncomfortable and the game itself is very dark the theme of the game is very dark um it 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 directly deals with mental illness and mental health mm-hmm. it is the the first so when the game starts there are these like opening credits and the first credit is the mental health advisor that's amazing yeah yeah so there's there cuz there's been so many other games that represent schizophrenia in a very different way um, i don't know of any do you do it, you know of any off the top of your head cuz I, I um heavy rain which makes you think that that which part schizophrenia of schizophrenia is like m- multiple personality disorder 
You don't remember that part? No. Where you go to talk to the therapist and and it it there one of the options mentions schizophrenia um so that you think that I like he thinks that there's that he's a different person and and then But like who does? Like the, of, the origami killer? Yeah, like huh. Yeah. I don't remember this. So, but they, but they, no. but they say schizophrenia. It was one of the options they mention, like schizophrenia, as they kind of equate it as multiple personality disorder, mm. and that's a big thing in pop culture in general in the media. Yeah, um, it used to be. Yeah, confu- Yeah, it used to be a thing. Like people would confuse like DID, which is dissociative identity disorder, used to be multiple personality disorder. Um, with schizophrenia. With schizophrenia. Yeah. That people that hear voices automatically think their brain, brain has split into different people, which is not the way it works. Yeah. It's been fascinating so. to hear people cover this game and then talk about schizophrenia and psychosis and mm-hmm. not know, like, nobody really knows what they're talking about, right? Even, right. Even I'm like, I'm not an expert in schizophrenia, but, no. But I, I know the symptoms, right? There are symptoms, uh, some of which are mm-hmm. um, auditory and visual hallucinations. And that happens in this game a lot. It's a, it's a part of the game. So I'm not very far into it, but there is, oh, again, I'm, I've, I feel uncomfortable playing it. Uh, There's a part of me that wants to play. I, I've had a couple of clients that had early signs of psychosis. I mean, I work with kids and teenagers, so. Um, that's not necessarily where that starts, but sometimes it can. Yeah. Um, and so playing the game makes me a little nervous because I, I don't know. Um, I think on the one hand, it might help me understand kind of what might be going on for some of them and their experience. Um, but on the other hand, do I necessarily want to get that? far into what they might be feeling. There's a there's an Anderson Cooper segment that you can find online where he goes to a psychologist who created a essentially like uh it's just an, an MP3 player with some headphones, but she made this recording essentially a simulation of what it would be like to have auditory hallucinations. And so he puts it on and then he starts walking through the city and she she has schizophrenia, so she has um, auditory hallucinations. So she created this to help people understand what she's going through. And Anderson Cooper looks just so out of it. Like he seems so uncomfortable. And then when later on he talks about it, he's like, like that, that I, I don't know like what to say. Like that voices were telling me this and that. And like, it was, it was confusing and it was really hard. And that's like just a small thing, but like, Mm-hmm. I, I kind of I don't know how accurate this depiction in the in the game is, but right. it's enough to make me feel uncomfortable. It's enough to make you question mm-hmm. things that are happening in the game. So in that sense, I get successful in 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 what it's trying to do and what I think it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Just like some featurettes and there's other information about it that I want to get into more. And but I'm taking it slow because, whew, yeah, it makes me. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that you don't want to just like binge yeah. the whole game or binge watch and then your mind starts thinking things like yeah. when I binge watched Criminal Minds and <laughs> thought that serial killers were out to get me yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, there's one more thing about the game so far that, that has gotten a lot of attention 
and I haven't really explored yet, but it is that at a point early in the game, you are told that there's this thing called a rot, right? It's on your, it starts on your hand. And every time you die, the rot goes, it grows more and more. And that if it reaches your head, essentially, if the rot reaches your brain, all of your progress will be deleted. Oh, I don't know if I like the game for that purpose. <laughs> so, so, so it's been really interesting because, first of all, so there's this rot, there's like this illness that is reaching your brain. I get what you're trying to say, um, mm-hmm. sort of. Like, so far in the game, I need to see how 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 else this plays out because it just mentions it, and then it gives you this really, you know, like very explicit message like across the screen. You know, if the rot reaches your head, your 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 progress will be deleted. And then, and then I started seeing people online react to this. And as far as I can tell, I think so far, I'm not sure yet, but it appears to be a lie. Hmm. Which is fascinating because then you're messing with people. Like you're giving them this, this, possibly this anxiety without any real reason. It's like, it's, it's almost like the perfect metaphor. Like you're afraid of something. It's the paranoia. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're afraid of something that isn't real. Oh, mm-hmm. like on, on multiple levels, this game is doing some stuff that uh, that is definitely worth talking about, and and I'm I'm looking forward to playing more to get a better idea of what's going on and really take it in. But at the same time, I'm not looking forward to playing more of it. Yeah. At least not not yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's very interesting. But I think. I think I'll be talking about this game for a really long time as an example of like, if you want to touch mental health issues, there are ways to do it. And there are smart ways to do it because mm-hmm. the story, the story of the game is that this, there's this character and she's traveling into hell to right a wrong that she had from a very long time ago. But you know that there's all these hallucinations and things happening. So you don't know how much of it is real and how much of it isn't. Like, is this really happening or is this, is this all in her head? Is there, are these things that she's seeing real? Like, there's, there's a lot going on. Like, is it, is it just a personal, like, is it, is it a a metaphor for what she's going through or is she, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have answers to these questions. So. Just think how much crazier that game would be in VR. (laughs) Yeah, just everything. Just imagine how crazy everything would be in VR. So actually, one one really interesting thing, the camera angle on this game is really interesting because it's like over the shoulder, like Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. like third-person third shooters kind of thing, but it's over the shoulder, right? Not behind you. It's over the shoulder, right. and it's really close. So, so kind of like Resident Evil. Yes, but closer than Resident Evil 4. Oh, wow. Because, and I don't know if what they're trying to... Like the voices talk to you as if it's almost like you're not Senua, the main character. It's like you're one of the voices in her head. Hmm. Maybe. That's what I was when you when you said that, I that's like Yeah. It it it, it I pictured like whispering in her ear or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I mean, even though you do have complete control over her and you are experiencing her story, there is like there's a moment where she looks at you. Like she turns around and she sees you. I think she sees you. Maybe she sees something else, but it feels like she sees you. Kind of like in House of Cards, you ever see that where she where, where he breaks the fourth wall and he just starts talking to yeah, you? Yeah, and he and, yeah. and he looks and at you. And sometimes he just glances at you. It was like that. It was one of those things. Yeah. She's like, I've never seen you before. Kind of. Like that's the impression I got. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Again, so as you can imagine, uh, fascinating. <laughs> and 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 it's just and I love that a lot of people in in big in big outlets are talking about it and talking about the fact that the mental health advisor is at the beginning, is the, is the first name that's mentioned. So, but I don't I don't I haven't heard any really in depth conversations. So this is probably the. I've seen a lot of like review articles linked, like my friends linking it yeah. and, and posting and sharing. Um, yeah, which is good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear what people what people think of that game. Ooh, Hellblade. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I've been watching. What I've been catching up on. That's kind of it for me. You got anything else? I've been watching some Westworld. Westworld. Oh, I love Westworld. What episode are you on? Uh, I think I just finished episode five or six. Okay. Um, but I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I watched the first episode and I was like, this is weird. And then I watched the second episode and things started to solidify more and I understand it. Understand it. Understood <laughs> the, the characters and how they, who they were and kind of how like their roles uh more um but the first episode i was like i don't know how i feel about this show um and as i as i keep watching i like it more and more oh well, um, i'm i'm looking forward to it's it's not it's not a game of thrones or a supergirl to me but it's it's still worth watching i think to me it's on um, i may i may be singing its praises at the end i don't know to me it's on that level <laughs> so i'm looking forward to when you when you finish that we'll we'll definitely have Ooh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Oh, there's so much yeah. good stuff there. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you sound like somebody who recently got HBO. Sounds like you're catching uh, up. <laughs> rec- recently got access to HBO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> recently got it to work on my PlayStation 4. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, is there anything coming up um, for next week that you think – that I should keep an eye on other than watch Supergirl? Not next week, okay. but I pre-ordered uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. When is it coming um, out? When, it, that, when is it coming out? The 31st of August. Really? Okay, so we need yeah, to... I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Okay, so we need to... We definitely need... We'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. Oh, that could be a whole... That could be a whole episode. Oh, well... No, because well, all, because all the episodes are released. Right? One, yeah, yeah, yeah only the yeah. first episode, and I think the bonus one that I got. Okay. Uh, with the digital okay. deluxe edition. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so good! I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. So we'll be back next week for more geek therapy. Visit geektherapy.com at geek therapy on Twitter. I'm also at Cardona on Twitter. Lara's geek therapist on Twitter, and and. I think we'll actually be back next week. Last time I said next week, and then we weren't back next week. But hopefully in 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 September, when things change, and we really are new and improved, awesome. and season three actually starts, we'll, we'll be we'll actually be here every week. Hopefully, <laughs> here's hoping. <laughs> You just listened to Geek Therapy on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. 